focus. Focus. The tide is coming in. But we've just begun our picnic. We aren't done with our game. Collect your beach blankets and playthings while you can. For the tide waits. For no man. Alright, welcome back to another exciting episode of Processing College Football. This is episode number 12, week 11 review, week 12 preview. As I said, Processing College Football, the college football podcast designed to educate and entertain. I'm your host, Jason Randazza, and with me, as always, Mark Catlin. Mark Catlin, how are you doing this lovely week? Doing great, ready to educate and entertain, and uh, yeah, we had a good week of, of college football. You know, you uh, you came down from New York, and we hung out a little bit, saw some Princeton-Yale football, and yeah, and then we had a collective uh, heart attack. And then watch the Alabama Mississippi State game in a rather interesting setting. Yeah, we did. Um, but, uh, we pulled it out. We did. We, we pulled it out. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute here. But uh, for right now, this is, as I said, our week 12 podcast. If you have questions you want us to answer, topics you want us to discuss, or terms you want us to define, send them in. You can reach us on Twitter at ProcessingCFB or email us at Gmail at ProcessingCollegeFootball at gmail.com. So, right here at the top of the show, we have a few things we're going to process this week like we do every week. First of all, the college football playoff rankings third week, right, came out last night. Uh, We're recording this on Wednesday. They came out Tuesday. And they had the the top six were ranked number one this week, newly crowned number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number three, Miami, number four, Oklahoma, number five, on the outside looking in, Wisconsin, and number six, Auburn after an impressive uh, weekend of football. So, Mark, how does this differ from your four plus two rankings, if at all? It differs differs quite a bit, I think. I mean, the most shocking thing to me is having Miami at number three. You think it's um, too high or too low? I think it's too low. I I would have put I would have put Miami number one. See, I what, I had them. Notre Dame. I had them at number two. And the reason for that is I don't want to overreact to their admittedly impressive win because we we did have questions about them all season long until the last two weeks, and they've they've really proven themselves. They've, they've so, played yeah they've played better competition and shown up you know yeah. So I mean I would have had Miami at number one, Alabama at number two. Mm-hmm. I would put uh, Wisconsin at number three and because then, they're undefeated. Uh, yep, and I would put. Clemson at number four. Now, why Clemson over, say, Oklahoma? You know what? I meant to say Oklahoma at number four. Okay. See, that then, makes more sense to me. Then Clemson, then Auburn. Yeah. So yeah. I... So well, I sh- I should say I should say this. The two shocking things to me were Miami at number three and Clemson at number two, and then Clemson that high. I, yeah, I agree. Don't, I don't get that. I had them at number four myself. So I had Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma, Clemson, Wisconsin, Auburn. But yeah. I could be convinced that Clemson should be even out of the top four. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I look at that, and I didn't get to hear much of their explanation, but I, I can't figure out what exactly they're looking for. So uh-huh. Alabama's undefeated, but honestly, right, in their their toughest opponents, they haven't played very well. No. And so if that's what you're looking at, then they should be hanging out somewhere around where Wisconsin is nice. or Miami. And then Clemson being at the top, I what's been impressive about Clemson? You know, earlier on in the year, I remember being more impressed with Clemson than I have, I guess, since uh, that Syracuse game. And then that kind of, uh, I've soured on them a bit. Uh, they lost to Syracuse. That's what I did lose to Syracuse. Um, I mean, Syracuse is not a great football team. I don't even know if they're even really a good football team. Yeah. I mean, LSU beat them, I think, at Syracuse, maybe. Yeah. But they at least beat them. Uh, more notably, uh, actually, is FSU beat them. Florida State beat them. I, like I, you lost to Syracuse, I don't know why you're being rewarded. Oklahoma lost to Iowa State, which apparently is a like giant killer, but that's yeah. not what Syracuse is. You know, so I mean, and, and Oklahoma to me has looked more impressive than them. Do you think um, it's because they are the defending national title champions? Uh, maybe. I mean, it could be. So that's that's the only that, thing I can think because that should that should not be the case. That's yeah. not what. Goes into this whole thing, right. and what were they last week? They were four last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. So why do they jump to two? I don't, I don't know. Uh, not because of anything they did on the field. I mean, they won their game, but um, it certainly wasn't the you know the the performance that everybody was talking about. And, or anything. and Oklahoma beat TCU. Yeah, in uh, convincing fashion. So and and Miami. Well, again, we'll talk about Miami, but. I, 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 guess, have... I guess I guess my thing is this: like Clemson hasn't looked that that great, but they lost to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Well, you can say Wisconsin hasn't really played anybody, but they didn't lose to Syracuse, they, right? They've played the Syracuse of the world and they beat them, yeah. right? So they won all their games. I think they should be rewarded for that. Miami has played <clears throat> now some stiff competition, and maybe Notre Dame was the best team they played. Well, they destroyed them, and you had Georgia up at one because of their one point win over Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Well. Miami just completely dismantled Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and they're at number three, even though they're undefeated. I don't know, the whole thing is just a little confusing. To me. It, it is, and I, I really, I, I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, okay, maybe they just felt they had to put the defending national champions there. I, I, I sort of think that Alabama's getting some similar credit. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I was very, I was very one. disappointed to see Alabama number one <laughs> for so many reasons. The, la- the last thing that we need. It was rat poison. With the way, with yeah, it's friggin' rat poison. It's like poison, like rat poison. Mm. I mean, the last thing we need going into Auburn at Auburn is for Auburn to have an extra motivational factor of, and you get to beat the number one team again at home. Can we actually right? talk about that real quick? Because uh, my my wife pointed this out. She she said, "What were Alabama and Auburn ranked?" when they played each other in 2013, the year of the kick six. And I think they were one and six. Am I right? I, I think they were. Uh, All right. Well, we can look that. into that. But again, so I think Alabama is getting a fair bit of credit here. And I think it's basically because you feel okay putting Alabama at number one because you trust Dick Saban. And even though Alabama, you know, has uh, struggled a, a little bit at times, you're like, well, if anybody can can write the ship, then it's Nick So Steven. Auburn Auburn was number four. Okay. Kicks. Well, okay. let's see. In the AP poll, they were four. The coaches poll, they were five. BCS, they were four. 
Alabama this was prior to the college football playoffs. So, and Alabama, of course, was one one and right. one. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the I thought the rankings were very confusing. Uh-huh. Uh, I would one. I think Miami should be number one. Two. I would have much. I would have rathered Miami be one. Uh-huh. But yeah, now everybody's on on the Gus bus, riding it hard, and I'm like. Are we, are we serious right now? Like, they lost two games. Yeah. Like, why, why, and they lost uh, to LSU and to Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, well, they were tough opponents on the road. I mean, I guess. Then you look at Alabama, like, well, they struggled. Well, you know what? They, Maybe they that's why against. Clemson's number two. They wanted to justify a higher ranking for Auburn. Oh, it all comes down to some conspiracy <laughs> theory to, to favor Auburn somehow. That's yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll get... <laughs> Sorry, we'll get into this probably when we talk about the Alabama game. But I mean, there are some legitimate concerns for Alabama. But good lord, about that. I, I really hope we get to play Georgia because that would be fun. All right. So something else I want to process, and this actually came up when we were hanging out. You asked me, Jason, when you're watching a football game, what do you what are you looking at, like? When the ball snapped, what are you looking at? And I said, I don't know, basically just where the ball goes. Right. And and I asked you what you looked at, and apparently, like, it's a lot of things. You know, borderline maybe, like, a beautiful mind type things. I, I can't <laughs> hope to get there. But uh, something that you did discuss is how, I guess, the, the offensive linemen will uh, react differently or... or make different movements based on whether or not their team is running a pass play or a run play. And it's the, the linebackers who move in to learn something from these, these techniques. Uh, and there's some rules around where I guess the offensive linemen can and can't go. Um, but if you could just talk a little bit about your process, let's process Ooh. your process. How, how, how do I process college football? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's beautiful mindish. I mean, there's just a couple of, uh, like little things to look for, you know, if on television you could see the wide receivers, uh-huh. I would probably watch the wide receivers and defensive backs a lot more, but you can't normally see what they're doing on television. Cause what I'm looking for is I'm trying to figure out what is the offense doing? Like what are they, why are they running what they're running or what are they running so that I can see whether the defense is in the right position for what the offense is running. And then I can pretty much react immediately as to whether or not I think the play is going to be successful. Uh-huh. So I would normally be I would look at the defensive backfield because the quarterback when the quarterback gets back there they're actually looking at where the defensive backs are set up as one of the things as far as are there two safeties over the top is there a safety down that'll help them figure out is it man to man coverage is it zone so this is what a quarterback's processing as well as they want to figure out who the middle linebacker is you, every now and then you hear them yell out like fifty four is the mic that means he's the middle linebacker and so all the defense kind of revolves around the middle linebacker looking for who's blitzing, all that kind of stuff. But when I'm watching a play, I can't see all that that the quarterback sees mm-hmm. when I'm watching on television. And so one of the things, I mean, you look at like an immediate formation, does it look like they're going to pass out of this or run out of this? But, you know, part of the deception of the offense is they'll run pass plays out of a seemingly run formation and they'll mm-hmm. do run formation out of pass formation. So what I was telling you is one thing you can look at, watching the ball is fine, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to see what, what's happening in the play, then I, watch I'm, the I'm guy you, who has the ball. I'm glad you said that because sometimes I fail to do even that. Like, I'm like, you know, they hand it off or something, and I'm watching a guy who doesn't have the ball. And I guess that's the, the purpose of the play is to trick people, but I, I find myself right. more convinced than, than the opposing team most of the time. The best part is when the cameras get confused, you know, and they're like, oh, they handed it off, and they're like, oh, crap, you know, you see the camera going around. That's a really good fake. Um, But so what I can see, though, is, and this is one of the things we talked about, and one of the things that the defense will, one of the keys they have is, like, how does, what does the offensive lineman do, especially the tackles, what do they do when the ball is snapped? The reason that's important is, one, look at the tackles, they're on the outside. The center is going to be more difficult to tell. But the further you get out, the more drastic the movement is for the lineman. And so if it's a pass play, then an offensive tackle is immediately – their first step is going to be backwards. They're going to stand up a little bit. They're going to move backwards in order to form kind of that little U-shaped pocket. Mm -hmm. And they'll extend their arms and and block like that. If it's a run play, then they're coming off the ball looking to push their guy backwards you know further into the defense mm-hmm. and so that's just like one thing to look at where you can say okay is it likely a run or a pass especially if a, a tackle comes off and they're like trying to push their guy back and they're more than two or three yards mm-hmm. you know beyond the line of scrimmage then you can almost be guaranteed that it's a running play because if the quarterback throws it downfield then it's uh that offensive line is an ineligible receiver and they'll get a penalty and it'll be called back So if you see an offensive lineman running three, four yards downfield to block, it's either a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage or it's a run play. Uh, But if they're backing up, it's most likely going to be a pass play to create that pocket for the quarterback, create passing lanes, those sort of things. Or, and this is why like a draw, like a delayed run called a draw can be effective is they'll pass like they're, or they'll block like it's going to be a pass play. But the running back stays back, and so they'll hand off the ball. So defensive backs may think it's going to be a pass play, but the linebackers should be looking at the running back, and that's where they're the keys. But mm. all that to say, like one thing you can quickly tell, is it likely a pass or a run, is how is the offensive lineman, how are they blocking? Okay. I'm gonna I'm going to try this weekend to, to watch for that and see how good I get at it. Um, otherwise, I'm just going back to ball watching. Well, and it's <laughs> I'm just going to go back to that ball watching boy. Yeah, because I think like what you can do, just look at that left tackle, and is his first step like backwards or is it, you know, into the defensive lineman? When, when you, you say probably... left tackle, is that is that from the offenses or defenses point of view? Offense, yeah. Okay. So and really, it's just where, wherever the tight end is not lined up. So you have a tight end, they could be running a pass play. And so you'll see them fly down the field. You're like, oh, it's a run. But they're running downfield because it's a pass play. So you want to look at the tackle, not the tight end. Okay. And you could probably get 80% of the plays called correctly as like a pass or a run based on that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, then look for the ball. Then you eventually you want to see where the ball's going. All right. Uh, I, I won't lose sight of the ball. Um, all right. We do have a lot of games uh, to process. So let's get into our week 11 reviews. First up, we had number one ranked Georgia playing against who was number 14 ranked Auburn, now number six. Georgia was favored by just under a field goal. So 
final score of this game was 40 to 17 Auburn. We, I think, both really liked that that three point line. Uh, it was nowhere close. So I think Auburn deserves a lot of credit here. Their defense was frightening, quite frankly. Uh, in a day where we were lamenting Alabama's ability to demonstrate their usual rush defense, Auburn didn't even allow Jordan to, to, to put up 50 yards um, on the run. Carryon Johnson had an amazing day, uh, and really he's he's actually had an amazing season. So uh, in, in this game, again, against number one team in the country, he ran for 167 yards, yards caught two passes for 66 yards, and one of them was a touchdown. And on the year, he's rushed for over 1,000 yards. And there's some thinking that he's not more active in the Heisman talk uh, because he missed a couple games, I think, uh, including the Clemson game because he was injured in – their their shootout with Georgia Southern. Uh, anyway, good day for him. It was a good season. Like I said, Auburn's uh, frankly frightening. What did you think of this one? So, yeah, I think uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Auburn deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I guess I'll stop there. Carry on, Johnson. <laughs> great game. Whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, they showed up to play. Now, part of the reason, or part of what I think happened, uh, more than just Auburn being frightening, they were ready for this game. But Auburn knows what it's like to host the number one team in the country, sure. right? They know they know how to do this. They've they been do it in practically the, every year, <laughs> and they've just and even if it, you know it's not Alabama, I don't want to give Alabama credit for Auburn's win, but I do a little bit sure. but they've also been in other big games you know like uh, over the past few years Auburn's been a good team they've won national championships with Cam Newton they've been in other national championship games they've been a good football team and so I think they were used to kind of the big game thing Georgia is kind of known for not showing up in big games yeah. uh, they lose big games with a true freshman quarterback who had not been challenged to try to throw the ball to have to win it with Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb back there running the ball and now this new guy Swift, that combination, that three-headed monster, there had not been a whole lot of pressure on Fromm to win a game or to have to pass well. And so Auburn basically just said, we're going to force you to win the game, throwing the ball, true freshman on the road at Jordan-Hare who doesn't know how to be in a big game, who's on a team that doesn't know how to play in a big game, playing against a giant killer in Auburn's where they thrive. And so basically what it showed is Georgia's not ready for the big stage. Mm -hmm. They're just not ready for it. And Auburn thrives on that big stage. So I would hesitate to say, man, this shows that Auburn is world beaters. Mm -hmm. I think it has more to, more to do with not, I mean, Auburn looked very good, all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll share my main concern about playing Auburn. Um, but I think it more so showed Auburn's been on the big stage, knows how to get get ready for that, knows how to play for it, doesn't get scared by it, and Georgia just wasn't ready for the big stage. Sure. And so they were given that number one ranking, and Auburn came out for them, and they got them. And they took it away. <laughs> where, where did Georgia fall, by the way? I don't even think I paid attention. Uh, seven, I think. Oh, okay. Right under Auburn. Okay. Um, yeah, so right behind Auburn. I mean, it really was that close, you know. It's a joke. Um, so I think the thing that's that's interesting about Auburn, I should have said it scares me about Auburn. It's not what scares me about Auburn. It's just an interesting note to make about Auburn. Uh -huh. Is up to this point, 
Gus Malzahn's offense has not worked unless you had an elite running quarterback. Okay. Cam Newton, uh, Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall? That was his name, right? Mm-hmm. And those dudes killed Alabama. But Stidham's not an elite running quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much that's going to actually affect. Like Nick, uh, Nick Fitzgerald, uh, on the other hand, he's, he's not an elite running quarterback, but he can run. We were dealing with a lot of injuries, things like that. We'll get to that in a second. But the thing that is interesting about Auburn is can they actually – the question I have is can they actually be an elite team in Gus Malzahn's offense without an elite running quarterback? So they had Georgia's number, but I'm not sure that Auburn's as elite as people think they are. Now, here's – this is the scary part. If they can be an elite team without an elite running quarterback, then I'm, I'm not happy about that. Sure. Because then it's like – Go get the Jared Stidhams of the world. And you can consistently be world beaters without the athleticism of a Dick Marshall or Cam Newton. Then I'm like, well, crap. This is it. Yeah, I did read an article that basically said that uh, Auburn identified a weakness in, in Georgia and exploited it uh, over and over. Um, and actually, uh, speaking of being maybe frightened of Auburn and exploiting weaknesses, we should probably talk about Alabama playing against Mississippi State. Um, Ranked number two and 16 at the time, respectively. Alabama favored by two touchdowns. Final score, 31-24 Alabama. So this game was 60 minutes of anxiety, or maybe 59 and a half. Alabama was behind or tied the whole time until the last 30 seconds of the game. Time of possession was woefully lopsided, especially in the first half. Alabama with the ball for just under eight minutes in the first half. Um, so Mississippi State had it for over 22 minutes, obviously. Um, still managed, though, going into halftime to keep things tied at 14 to 14. Um, so you and I were watching this and we both said the same thing. It's really clear that these injuries on the defensive line have hurt Alabama. Um, Mississippi state rushed for 172 yards, uh, against Alabama who has averaged, uh, 76 rushing yards allowed against sec opponents the rest of the year. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This has exposed some cracks in, in, in the foundation. Um, Alabama's defense isn't where it's been. So, I don't know. Uh, what were your takeaways here? Yeah, I mean, the injuries definitely have affected Alabama's defense. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um, saw a stat somewhere. It was like uh, Mississippi State had three rushing touchdowns. Mm. And that was either like that could it could have been the case that that was the first time since Saban has been coach at Alabama that an Alabama defense has allowed three rushing touchdowns. Wow. <clears throat> and so, I mean, the, the injuries are definitely affecting Alabama's defense. And the thing that Mississippi State exploited very clearly is there was kind of this line in the defense where you could run through number 42, Keith Holcomb, and then number six, Hootie Jones, and you could probably get 12 yards every time you did it. And so if those two were lined up, Keith Holcomb was a linebacker, Hootie Jones is a safety. It seemed like they just ran at those guys, and Keith Holcomb just whiffed on tackles. He got blown off the ball by blocks, and that's where Sean Deion Hamilton should be, who broke his kneecap against LSU and is gone. Sure, your son told um, me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's watched a few games with me. <laughs> um, Memorized the roster. That's crazy. 
The depth um, chart. He's like, yeah, that's where number 20 should be, Sean Dion Hamilton. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, that was, like, the weakness that, that was exploited. And I think Saban talked about afterwards, like, there was just a missed assignment on nearly every play on defense. Uh-huh. And part of the thing with, with Alabama is, okay, you put, like, a good athlete out there, right, five-star, four- or five-star recruit, really based right. on their upside, their athletic ability. But you have Dylan Moses out there as a freshman, who's a five-star recruit and you have Keith Holcomb out there who's not a five-star recruit but he's been in the program for a long time so it's like this combination of Keith Holcomb knows the defense but he doesn't have the ability of Dylan Moses Dylan Moses has the ability of that's better than maybe anybody out there but he doesn't know the defense so you had Dylan Moses missing assignments you had Keith Holcomb missing tackles and Mississippi State just ran all over us it was very very anxiety ridden so watch game. So on that note, to temper my anxiety, I am telling myself that basically Alabama is stacked and uh, behind every four or five star linebacker, there's another four or five star linebacker. Keith Holcomb, I'm assuming four star. Does Alabama even recruit? I'm not sure. Under four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe who knows? I mean, Levi Wallace, starting cornerback, was a walk on at one time. We're right. on a scholarship. So I mean, sometimes these guys who get out of here just work hard and they know how to play their position. They do it. I mean, Keith right. Holcomb has been a great special teams player, all that kind of stuff. I don't remember what star recruit he, he was, but I mean, he's not a, he's not terrible. Right. It's and, just he's not Sean Dion Hamilton. Right. And this is not to say that they're all equal or that, you know, Sean Dion Hamilton isn't extraordinarily talented, um, maybe by orders of magnitude. Uh, more than whoever is coming in to replace them. But you would expect that with a little bit of work or time, they could all play at kind of a similar level and wouldn't make maybe these these rookie mistakes. Uh, that would be my expectation. So the, qu- the question I have is, um, is one game against Mississippi State and another one coming up this weekend against Mercer, is that is that enough time to kind of correct uh, the ship? I mean, if anyone can do it, Nick Saban can. I mean, you and I discussed uh, he's the next president of these here United States <laughs> of these United States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's not enough to get it completely corrected. Look, Alabama's defense is going to give up points against Auburn. They're going to mm-hmm. give up points against Georgia. Uh, they're going to give up because we're going to beat Auburn and play in this. Yeah, no, hands down. And then they'll give up points probably in the playoff game. Although by the time the playoff rolls around, We'll actually have some of those guys that we quote unquote lost for the season potentially back. Is that right? But uh, I mean, at the very least, Sean Dion Hamilton would be back. Um, <laughs> no, maybe not him. There's a couple of guys that we might get back for bowls. Okay. Uh, for the playoff and for the national championship when we win it. But it's not enough time to get it, like everything completely fixed. But you can, at, at the very least, not miss assignments, I think. Because mm-hmm. here's Sean Dion Hamilton going out means that he was kind of the quarterback and a signal caller for the defense. And so when he goes out, it's not just his physical talent. It's he was putting everybody where they were supposed to be, especially on the defensive line and linebackers, and that's where we just got blown up. Uh Um, And then you have Mika Fitzpatrick. I mean, to add that, Mika Fitzpatrick is not playing at 100%. He came out and practiced today in a black non-contact jersey, which means that he's hurting. And so... You have Mika Fitzpatrick, who's up for Defensive Player of the Year award in the nation. He's hobbled. You have four or five linebackers gone for the season. 
one of which just went down, who was our signal caller. I mean, that, that's a lot to lose. Right. Um, and even if these guys are four and five stars, it's also, even if you know the defense, it's different when you're in a game situation, it's live action to be making those calls on the spot in real time and then reacting in real time. Uh-huh. And so they'll be a little bit better against Auburn, but here's the encouraging thing. When it came down to it and we needed to pass to win the game, Jalen yeah. Hurts did it. He, he really did. And Jalen Hurts was amazing in this game. Um, our offensive line didn't really block that well. There's another injury, actually. Ross, Ross Pierce Baker, um, he's injured on the offensive line. It might not be back for the Auburn game. They have a good defensive line. But here's the thing about Jalen Hurts. When the pressure is the highest, that's when he's at his best. Uh-huh. And so you can talk whatever you want about Mississippi State. They're still ranked number 16, uh-huh. having played Alabama the way that they did. But here's we won the game. Sure. So Oklahoma didn't win against Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Clemson didn't win against Syracuse when they had some injury problems. Auburn didn't win even after they were up 20 on LSU. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So, I mean, like, so you can be concerned all you want to, but at the end of the day, Alabama, especially Jalen Hurts, he's going to go out there and win a football game. Sure. And so he, we, may, we may need to be prepared to score more points than we normally do in order to win. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of trust our offense to get it done, to be honest with you. No, I agree. I, I felt like every time, like I said, Alabama didn't lead at any point in this game until the last 30 seconds. But every time Mississippi State put up put points on the board, I feel like it was almost every time on the next drive uh, he he um, evened it up. It was. It was, it was, every single it was time. insane. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and even think about just that last drive, you know, uh, Saban said they practiced and they, in practice, they run like the one minute 20 drill. There was mm-hmm. a minute and nine seconds when they got the ball, mm-hmm. 44 seconds touchdown and some great throws and reads and plays by Jalen hurts. Yeah. So, I mean, Jalen's not going to be, you know, the Baker Mayfield that wows you all the time with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. When it comes time to win a football game, Jalen Hurts is going to make a play. Yeah. And so, uh, it, I mean, I'll tell you this, the Iron Bowl is going to be very exciting. <laughs> There's going to be a lot going on back and forth. I'm not sure my heart can take that level of excitement, but okay. Uh, I mean, you watch me watch the Mississippi State game. I'll, I should remain. I should be able to remain calm, I think. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. No, you're giving yourself a lot of credit. <laughs> I, I, here's what I'll say. Uh, one last thing before we move on. If Alabama had lost, I'm I'm not sure you and I would ever be able to watch another game together. Uh, it would have been, you know, uh, bad luck or something. Oh yeah, well we wouldn't do the podcast. Anymore. No, no, it would be over. I think we <laughs> even said that. W- one other thing, we did watch this game with a Mississippi State fan, um, and uh, that certainly made it interesting. Well, I, I should have. Well, it was yes, it was the set of circumstances. It, it was a wild night, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on. There were a lot of people there who one didn't care about football at all, or Surprisingly. two were cheering about, you know, cheering for the other team, the wrong team. Yeah, the you wrong can say team. the wrong team, and as it ends up, the losing team. Right. But you know what? That's what processing college football is all about. We're trying to bring those people in, and I think they experienced a level of excitement that they never had before. I mean, we talked we talked a lot about the podcast. We did. They criticized the people, their name, and well, we people really 
I think no people love the name Jason. <laughs> they do. People <laughs> love everything about it. Um, and it's actually it was kind of funny how you managed to uh, find you know the the twelve fifteen people who had never heard our podcast before. Um, <laughs> so that was that was them. That's it. <laughs> we have one hundred percent podcast um, familiarity. With, well, we do uh, have the number one, world. number one, number one podcast on about basketball. Okay, next game. Let's talk about Notre Dame playing against Miami. Notre Dame was ranked number three. Miami was ten. Notre Dame field goal favorite. Final score here: forty-one to eight. Miami. Wow. So this was one of those games that just got out of hand. Everything just seemed to go wrong for Notre Dame, and it just kept going wrong for them. They would be making a drive, turnover. They'd get the ball back, make a drive, turnover, pick six. Um, Brandon Wimbush, uh, Notre Dame's QB, got replaced before the half by the backup QB, Ian Book. Uh, So Wimbush was two for ten, and he threw two interceptions. Of course... I don't know. I feel like that should make him four for ten. Those were completed passes, just to the wrong team. Um, yeah, anyway. it's, always, uh, it's a tough stat. You know, <laughs> you're gonna throw two picks, you make a couple completions. Right. Um, Ian Book didn't turn things around, though. Uh, you know, this was played in the same stadium that Notre Dame got roasted by Alabama in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alabama roasts everybody in every stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Notre Dame was used to it happening here yeah. in Miami, and apparently. They, yeah, and Alabama did utterly destroy Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think of this game? Well, this game, I mean, I, I had told you earlier in the day, I was like, I think that game could get out of hand. Yeah, and it did. Um, and the reason I said that is, uh, I was kind of, I was leaning toward Miami winning. Uh, I thought they... Uh, could win, but then I watched game day. Mm-hmm. I looked at the exci- excitement of the crowd on mm-hmm. campus, and I watched a segment of what Mark Richt has been doing to incorporate the old U guys like Ed Reed right. and some of those guys that used to play when Miami was just unreal. And look at how kind of they adopted that attitude, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this this is like the biggest game Miami's played in a very long time. Mark Rick's building the program in the right way. This could get ugly because Miami, this is like their Super Bowl up to this point. Yeah. And so they're, I thought they could come out and just absolutely, I, I thought they could go up big real quick, and they did. Uh-huh. And so as I was kind of keeping track of the score, I was not very surprised by what was happening. I, I was surprised. I mean, you and I both picked... Miami to win this game, but just the degree to which they won, I feel like being somebody who hasn't paid a whole lot of attention to college football prior to the last five or so years, it seems like this is a pattern for Notre Dame to be highly regarded and then embarrassed. Um, So, And this was pretty embarrassing. I think this is a good Notre Dame football team. They just I mean, a, a lot of college football, man, is about, like, when do you play people and mm-hmm. how, how how does the coach get them up for it and what's their motivation and all that kind of stuff. Miami just had everything that you could look for for an 18- to 22-year-old kid to pump them up to play football. It was all on Miami's side. Mm-hmm. There was not 
that maybe had the Catholic versus convicts thing for Notre Dame, but for Miami, this was like so Notre Dame wins, and it's kind of like okay, that's what Notre Dame does, or they're already number three, we're Notre Dame, whatever. But for Miami, this is like a, a an opportunity to get back in the national picture to be who they think they really ought to sure. be, and it all kind of led up to this moment. And so yeah, the floodgates just opened, and Miami said, "Yeah, we're back." Right, the U is back. The U is back. So because of this win uh, and Virginia's loss on Saturday, we know that the ACC championship game will be Miami versus Clemson. So that's already determined. Um, uh, I yeah. guess we won't say who we think is going to win that one. But uh, I can tell you, we'll have a chance to talk about it in a couple weeks. Next, we talked about Clemson number four playing against FSU. Clemson was favored to win by 16 they won by 17 um 31 14 final score that that game so fsu now needs to win its next two regular season games plus its um rescheduled game against louisiana monroe to get to a bowl i'm not sure if that's going to (laughs) happen florida stands in their way um <laughs> the mighty gators. The mighty, the well, here's the gators. question: Is it at Doe Campbell or is it in the swamp? Because that makes sure. a difference for nobody this year. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, um, yeah, I have nothing to say about this game. I don't. You don't Clemson's, have to. Uh, Moving Florida on. State's terrible Clemson. Whatever. I'm bored by you. <laughs> All right, we have Oklahoma who was number five, playing against number eight-ranked TCU. TCU was seven-point dogs here. Final score, 38-20 to 20 Oklahoma. So I called this one for sure. I just want to reinforce that I've been fairly high on Oklahoma all season. Um, yeah. Just because it's been one of the more consistent parts of my, my, my predictions. TCU was outmatched mostly by two players. And on that note, apparently we have a Heisman winner. Everyone yeah. has said that this uh, this is the game that Baker Mayfield uh, cemented himself as the Heisman winner. But I, I have to ask, who is this Rodney Anderson guy? So, top receiver in the game, 139 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and he was also the top rusher in the game with 151 yards and two more touchdowns. Four of Oklahoma's five touchdowns were his. I don't know how he's been all season, but he had a really good game. It seemed like, if you go back and watch the highlights, it's basically just Baker Mayfield, Rodney Anderson, Baker Mayfield, Rodney Anderson, um, the whole time. But Baker Mayfield did have a good game. He threw for 333 yards and three touchdowns. Three, 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 three. Yeah. Um, So I think Oklahoma deserves its uh, spot in the top four. I'm just not sure where exactly. Yeah, so I mean, this was an impressive win. I mean, I think TCU uh, has a good defense. Uh, the Iowa State loss was kind of like, hey, TCU basically said, we're going to get onto your four-yard line, and then we're going to throw a pick six every time. And so it's kind of like a kind of a fluke game mm-hmm. to lose to Iowa State the way that they did. But Oklahoma, it's because they kind of controlled that game a little bit and they just made critical mistakes. Oh, they never had a chance against Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. just dominated from the get-go. And so uh, this is an impressive win for Oklahoma. The Horn Frogs, I thought shooting blood out their eyes would mm-hmm. get them something. It got them nothing. They got run over by the by the schooner. So uh, Boomer Sooner, man. I guess it's, so. Uh, I, I, 
here's the thing. The same way that I said I don't want to play Ohio State, I don't want to play Oklahoma. You've said that before, and wait, right. are they number four right now? So they're in, oh, they're three. Yeah. They're three. No, wait. They're, they are four. So Alabama would play them if the yeah, no, if it's the terrible. Happen tomorrow. Well, and this is not going to be the way that it is because Clemson and Miami will play each other. Sure. Sure. But maybe they'll just Cle- flip Appar- spots. Apparently, Clemson could probably lose and still make it into the playoffs with the way crazy. they think about them. That's not real. But if it happened, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> no. But yeah, no, this is an impressive win from Oklahoma. I think Baker Mayfield is going to win the Heisman. You know, I'm not going to ask the question what would have to happen for him not to win the Heisman because <laughs> the last time we did, we did that ask is, that. We did ask that in person. Yeah. No. Be terrible. He'll show us this week. I, I don't know who they're playing this week. Um, but he'll show us this week. Next, we have uh, Ohio State, number six ranked at the time, playing against Michigan Stank. Stank. Michigan Stank. That's <laughs> fairly accurate to their performance. Um, they were ranked number 24. Ohio State was 15 point favorites. F- final score here. 48-3, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. There's really not much to say about this game. Michigan State just did not show up to play football. I was very disappointed in Sparty. I mean, uh, you could tell from the first few minutes, I saw a little bit, and I was like, Michigan State is going to get blown out. Because Michigan State's had a great run defense up to this point. And Ohio State was just running wherever they wanted to for as long as they wanted to, and it was it was ugly from the get go. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but hey, JT Barrett, you blew it. Yeah. So you lost by thirty one points to Iowa. So bye. Yeah, this really the result should surprise no one. I mean, it was sunny outside. Michigan State couldn't <laughs> make it happen in the sunshine. Uh, no. The old slanting sea. The slanting sea. The devil's bargain they made is that they win games they shouldn't only in the rain. Um, and Ohio State doesn't permit that sort of dark magic. So, um, frankly, they got what they deserved. I'm just sad that it was Ohio State that gave it to them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do think we have previously dismissed two lost teams getting into the playoff. But you look at this performance and you look at Auburn's performance and you start, you do start to think, I mean, it almost seems likely that there'll be a two-loss team in the playoff this year. Hello? Oh, sorry. The only two-loss team I think that has a chance mm-hmm. is, is Auburn. Okay. Because I don't like... I... Everybody has two losses. Never mind. I hate, I hate this. <laughs> I mean, college football this year is just so weird. So let's see what he, he got. Alabama's undefeated. Uh-huh. Miami's undefeated. Wisconsin's undefeated, right? Uh-huh. And the top one loss teams you have are Clemson, yep. Oklahoma, and Georgia, and everybody else has two or more losses other than UCF. Dude, honestly, I would just be like, dude, throw, throw in UCF, man. Throw in the Knights. I know. It won't happen. It won't happen. All right. So, uh, next, Oklahoma State, number 11, playing against Iowa State, number 15. Oklahoma State was expected to win by seven, and they did, 49-42. to We talked about how this this would be a stupid shootout, and it was. Oklahoma State won it. Um, 
Yeah, I yeah. don't know. We, and, we we got off the cyclone train. We did. They sad. lost to West Virginia, and we we should have. It is disappointing and sad. Yeah, maybe we we'll see have. them next year. Maybe, maybe we'll see them. We'll get back on their train next year. Next, no, I doubt. I, I, the Iowa State train only runs every <laughs> twenty or so years, and it's it's done. <laughs> it's run its course. <laughs> so it goes on strike for a long time. Yeah, sure. All right, uh, next, this was a Friday game. Washington, number 12, playing against Stanford, number 21. Washington was supposed to win this one, and they didn't. It was 30-22. to 22. Um, What's to say about this game? Bryce Love put up 166 rushing yards and had three touchdowns for Stanford. Um, they trailed it, uh, I think, at some point in the first half, 14-7, to 7, but then, I don't know, the rest of their points were unanswered um yeah good job stanford i guess i guess hey, we're going to the, Pac-12 the cardinal the cardinal baby coming the through cardinal. all right the, the color the, the color the cardinal the cardinal the mascot of a tree all right then we had yale playing at princeton final score 35 31 yale so I'm now one for one on the season for my college football games picked based on stuff I've learned on Gilmore Girls. So I'm going to see what other games I can kind of extend that logic to. Yikes. We'll see. Yikes. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was a pretty good game. We were able to stay for a while. Then we had to go to the soccer game, of course. Sure. Um, and see if the stellar senior class pulls out their career. Mm-hmm. Yale played dirty there, so Yale begrudge Princeton that loss either. Always plays dirty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a good game. Uh, I think Princeton should have won. I think they had their opportunities, but uh, they didn't. Mm. Yeah. Story there, but yeah, I think the cool. story actually is the halftime show. <laughs> it was frankly illuminating. <laughs> Uh, that's right. So, Jason, you and I were at this game. You know, yeah, we were. So, uh, just give us a little bit. Give us a rundown real quick. <laughs> so, what was your experience of the game? Here's here's what here's what it was. Is you you tried to explain ahead of time what to expect. I think to prep me um, for what was going to happen, so I wouldn't be scarred. I have come to expect, I don't know, a level of professionalism from my college and high school, actually, marching bands uh, during halftime shows. Everything's very tightly choreographed. um, And what you said is, I don't really know what's going on. Sometimes they'll just lay down on the field and start flailing around. And you... (laughs) You were so right. They actually did that. Not only not only did Princeton do that, Yale also did that. Like this is some sort of weird tradition that It's uh, like it's like an Ivy League thing. It's like a it's like an intentional like mockery of all things. Yeah. Only oh my not goodness. like a funny mockery, more like I don't know, a weird and at some point they I don't know, a humble brag about their 27 billion dollar endowment. Which just seemed obnoxious. Well, when the still... Ivy Leagues play each other, it's definitely like this: who's who's better? Yeah, 
it's it gets a little yeah. strange. It's it's a little awkward, but they yeah. love it. Yeah, it's it's. But what what about what <laughs> it's about an the endowment measuring itself? contest? What about the football itself? The atmosphere? The no, I thought it was great, and I think some of that twenty-seven billion dollar endowment went to subsidizing the hot dogs, which were only four dollars a piece. <laughs> it's pretty good. No, we had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and and your kids came out with us, and uh, and yeah, we had a good time. It was a great atmosphere. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of people there this time around, but there was still room enough to be able to follow the sun. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, right the sun the apparently sun sets at one p.m. today or these days, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we did have to keep moving to make sure we didn't freeze to death. All right, final game we're going to talk about before we get into a really exciting Week 12 preview. UAB, University of Texas, San Antonio. UAB expected to lose this game by a touchdown. UAB won it 24-19. to um, This was exciting. This is our seventh win. UAB got a, a lot of good press for this win. SB Nation wrote an article about all of the great performances over the week, um, and... They listed like 10 of them, and, and this was one of them. Uh, and they said that you should give Bill Clark all of your Coach of the Year votes. So I'm not sure who gets to vote on, on Coach of the Year. I mean, besides I, I, you and me. Um, I think that's a – yeah, we're clearly voters, but <laughs> I think that's a really good point. Yeah. So, uh, he should definitely win Coach of the Year. Then I'm serious. I, give it to him. Now. What organization – gives out the coach of the year. Is this NCAA or something? Uh, the University of Alabama system does. Is, I'm just kidding. No. That's <laughs> why Nick, Sab- year, Nick Saban went to a pink slip. Yeah, right. um, uh, I don't know. NCAA. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would love to see him get that. Uh, apparently he's been nominated, so I don't know if all everybody's nominated, but they put something out on Twitter that said he was nominated, so it seemed like an official process. Uh, also, oh. Kirk Herbstreet wrote a tweet listing his top five performances of Week 11. So it was Miami and Auburn at number one, tied for number one performances. Stanford was number three. And UAB was number four. And Oklahoma was number five. So come at us, Mayfield. Bring it on, bake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was really happy with that win. And we have a big game coming up this weekend. Uh, so why don't we just use that as a segue into our Week 12 preview? Looks like the Associated Press gives out the Coach of the Year award, by the way. Okay. AP, you heard us. We know you listen to us. All right. Week 12 preview. You ready? Always ready. All right. It's going to be a whole day of team sports and beer. Get the old heart rate up. Maybe pound a cheeseburger in the sun. Throw some butter on it. You're going to love it. First up in our Week 12 preview, we have, I have to imagine game day is going to be here. Um, it's Wisconsin, Wisconsin playing against Michigan. Wisconsin, 7.5 point favorite. This is a noon game. You can catch it on Fox. This is kind of, oh, Michigan's newly ranked, actually. So I think this is your only ranked versus ranked game this so weekend is game day going to be here i don't know i'm i'm looking at, maybe they'll do some other game day place but i mean if you're going based on the the top matchup it would have to be here 
I mean, we'll go through the rest of the games, but I don't really see anywhere else it could be. I mean, aside so from... really exciting week of football. Yeah, right. It really is. <laughs> Everybody's using this as their unofficial bye weeks, really. Um, yep. So, Wisconsin, Michigan. Who do you have winning this one? Uh, Wisconsin wins. What's the final? Final score is uh, thirty-four to mm-hmm. twenty-one. All right, that's not too dramatically different than what I have. I have <clears throat> Wisconsin winning thirty-eight twenty-eight. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope they win this one. This this was kind of the big game we saw on Wisconsin's schedule all year. And it can continue to get smaller as the year progressed, and we realize Michigan is not that great. So I, hey. I hope they still win it. Tell me this. Is Syracuse that great? No. No, that's true. Just saying, win your games. All right. Notre Dame is playing Navy. Notre Dame, 18-point favorite. This is a 3:30 game you can catch on NBC. Do you think Notre Dame covers that spread? <clears throat> I don't, I don't think they're going to cover it, but I think they'll win by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. They're they're carrying the bad luggage from the the baggage from last week. Yeah, I'll go, you know, 31-17. Okay. I also don't think they cover um I think it's a push. Uh maybe that's covering 28-10 is what I have. Gotcha. Navy runs a triple option? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. And Notre Dame's played any teams against, or who were in the triple option? Well, I doubt it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see how they perform. Next, we have TCU playing Texas Tech. TCU, seven and a half point favorite. Noon game on Fox Sports 1. Does TCU cover? Yeah, Texas Tech is not that good of a football team. I don't think so either. I mean, certainly not to just... I wouldn't take them plus seven and a half. I mean, I, I will go TCU mm-hmm. 41 to 24. I have 41 28. All right. Miami, number three, playing against Virginia, who they were really battling it out for for that spot in the ACC championship game, but they've clinched it. So, Miami, see, and this is, this is kind of the type of lines we have for the rest here. Miami is expected to win by 19 points. Do they cover? Uh, you know, it's a potential trap game for them. Okay. You're in the ACC championship game, all that kind of stuff. But I think they'll, they could, they could come out a little sluggish and they're like, guys, we have an opportunity here and they'll blow them out. So I think they'll cover, um, I don't know. They'll win like 41 to 10. Okay. I actually don't know if I think they cover. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. It it could be a trap game. They won by so much over Notre Dame last week, and maybe they're resting a little bit on their laurels. Um, they definitely win it. Uh, I have it uh, 34-21. Oh, I think that could be a good call. All right. Next... We have Alabama playing against Mercer. Now, we were supposed to call our friend John Taylor to get his preview on this game. However, we we just didn't do that. Uh, so we're going to have to have him next week help us review this game. So there isn't any line on this. This is a noon game on the SEC Network. 
what do you think? Can Alabama compete with the powerhouse that is Mercer? Well, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Keep be in mind, game. Auburn won this game 24-10 to against Mercer. Yeah, well, you know, Auburn's the greatest team that ever existed, according to some people. Certainly week, the but, sixth greatest team. Um, yeah, you know, I I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Alabama will definitely win the football game. <laughs> yeah, uh, gosh, I hope so. They'll, they'll cover the no line, whatever that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would really like it if Alabama came out and just started – all their second string players. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, and just do not play our starters. We cannot deal with more injuries. Yeah, and you, you I think, think we could beat Mercer? You think like, it, been... it just doesn't matter? Like even if like we play sluggishly and beat whatever, just nobody's gonna care. Just rest the guys for Auburn. Um, yeah. All right. John, I think, back after the Auburn game, predicted that Mercer would win this one by 30 points. Um, I think that's overly generous. Uh, we'll see. Alabama we'll winning see. this game. Hopefully John's at the game. That'd be nice. I think he is going to this game. Good. His his two alma maters playing each other. So we're going to have to get, yeah, some, some hot takes from him. Uh, a man divided. All right. Next... The game I've been looking forward to all season long. UAB is playing against Florida. This is a 4 p.m. game on the SEC Network, which I still need to confirm that I actually am subscribed to because I would like to watch UAB on a channel other than B1 Sports um, or BN Sports. <laughs> B1. <laughs> B1. All right. You can also, they might be on 11. 11. All right. Um, UAB playing Florida. Florida. Vegas has the line at 10.5. Florida winning. There is no chance in hell. I'm sorry. UAB is clearly going to win this game, and they're going to dash any hopes that remain of Florida getting into a bowl. Although, I'm not even sure they can get into a bowl. I think they have three wins on the season, and they only have two games left. So, I think they're already out of bowl contention. No, Florida has no opportunity to play anything beyond the regular season. Which is really just, I don't know, merciful at this point. Who's sick of watching Florida play football or whatever they're doing out there? Pretty much the world. I think think UAB puts up 28 points on Florida and Florida puts up three. Wow. I think UAB will win by a field goal. Okay. And it'll be a last-second field goal. That would be great. And it'll rip the heart out of the Gators. Perfect. Again. Love it. They keep they keep putting it back in, but this time we rip it out, it'll stay out. So they can see how black it is. <laughs> starting to go into starting to go into like a Wayne's World. A Wayne's World, sure. Yeah, I know That's what funny. you mean. All right. Uh, next, we have Auburn playing against Louisiana Monroe. Um, there is a line on this game, and it's thirty-six and a half points. Do they cover? No. We'll leave chance. it at that. I don't think they cover either, actually. I don't think they need to. Why would they go to all that effort? It yeah, just doesn't not... matter. All right. Next, we have Georgia playing Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, it should be noted, is 7-3 and three this season. So they're going to a bowl game, unlike Florida. 
unlike mm, a, a, a surprising number of SEC teams. Missouri might go to a bowl game, I think. Aren't they five and five? I Missouri? Maybe oh, they are five and five. Yeah. They shouldn't go to a bowl game in Missouri. They very well could. Uh, how about Arkansas? Arkansas? Are they going to a bowl game? No. <clears throat> And their their athletic director just got canned. So uh, Tennessee's uh, not going to a bowl game. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about Tennessee. Any any thoughts on this Georgia Kentucky game? Uh, it's a trap game for Georgia. Kentucky's better than you think. They're going to be down after the Auburn game. Mm-hmm. Georgia could Georgia could lose this game, but I'll I'll pick them to pull it out. Do you uh, have them covering the twenty one and a half points? No, no. Okay, they they win by eleven. All right. 28-17. All right. That sounds about right to me. I, I think maybe they'll they'll win by uh, two touchdowns. All right. And then as far as our other highly ranked teams, Clemson's playing Citadel. Oklahoma's playing 1-9 Kansas. So I don't really have anything to say about those games. Watch out. Watch out, Jayhawk. Jayhawks, who gave who gave Baylor their one win for the season? Jeez. All right, that's all the games I have. Do you have anything else you want to discuss? Well, we do need to play our favorite game, Wins Buds Jones. Oh, right. That's some that's some uh, some news we need to communicate to our fans who have been living under a rock between our podcasts. <laughs> uh, Butch Jones officially fired from Tennessee. So, Great. see you, Butch. Who who do you think who do you think gets that job? L- let me say this. Let me ask you this: as an Alabama fan, uh, and Tennessee being a rival game, who do you not want to see get that job? Like, what coach would you be afraid of? Here's the thing: I I want Tennessee to be good. Okay. I want Florida. I want Florida to be good. So okay. I would I would love for them to get the best coach that they can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Nick Saban. Right, that they can, um, <laughs> which okay, you know, I, I'm, I might throw my hat in the ring. Um, since the whole Texan and Kevin Sumlin thing, yeah, you know, he's keeping his job this year. So, so um, I would never coach for Florida, but I'm thinking about Tennessee. Sure. Um, so, hey, volunteers, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't even know who's really up for it at this point. I think you have to wait to see who has a job, who doesn't. People keep talking about, like, is John Gruden going to go to Tennessee? Yeah, which is weird. He hasn't coached in, like, a decade. It seems like a weird thing. I don't know. But I would love for them to get a really good coach. I thought Butch Jones would be that coach. He had a great resume coming in. Mm -hmm. And I thought Butch Jones would do for Tennessee what Saban did for Alabama, bring us back to prominence. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't, in case you're wondering. And so I, I don't know, man. I would love for them to get a really good coach that can bring them back to what Tennessee football should be, and that is in the national championship conversation every year. So, um, yeah, man, I hope they get a good one. Okay. Well, good luck, Vols fans. You you've suffered long enough um, under our 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 cruel cruel. Uh, trash talk all season long and for longer than that frankly alright so I think that is it for our week 
12 episode. You know, Mark, if we took a bye week, uh, we would be done with the regular season right now. Mm. So, fortunately for our fans, we didn't. No, we don't do bye weeks. We don't get injuries. (laughs) Podcasting injury. Can't even imagine. (laughs) I I could drop the microphone on my foot. I was about to say, the microphone, they have to do something with the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our studio setup is pretty intense. So that's it for us on processing college football. Catch us again next week and we will process things for you. Find us on iTunes. Jason, do we have a hashtag? Wow, shoot. I don't have a hashtag. Do you have a hashtag? Hashtag uh, Butch Jones was fired. Butch Jones was fired. What are you going to give our fans for hashtagging us? Uh, mm, a. Uh, it'll be a surprise. Go All right. Back. All right. Butch Jones was fired is our hashtag, and Mark will give you a surprise. Uh, surprise might be that we don't give you anything. All right. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play. Please rate and review us, as I say. It really does help. Until next week, Mark, have a good one. All right, Jason. Have a good one, man. <laughs>